the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence today. In our own life experiences, we have witnessed the general devastation of mediocre living. We have also witnessed those who have risen above it no matter what challenges they face. The Bible tells us that nothing is too hard for God. With God, all things are possible. Any one of us can be an overcomer if we look to the hills from whence cometh our help. Fear not, for God is nigh. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander continues to set the record straight. Okay. These boundaries safeguard your personal lives, your physical lives, and your spiritual life. God gives rules and guidelines and divine laws to safeguard us, to protect us. God is not in the sky being some cosmic killjoy so that you can just be miserable. No, the laws of God are designed to preserve you, to protect you. These boundaries safeguard your personal, physical, and spiritual lives. For example, let me give you something. So I, will, I, will, I want to make sure you don't get con- confused here. For example, before you date, say date, you must set up some non-negotiable boundaries. They come to dating. Some of you say, uh-oh. Such as dating someone who is unsaved. That's unequally yoked. I mean, if he's saved and, she, and she's unrighteous, I don't care how cute she is, she's not for you. I don't care how smart she is. Don't mess with her. People are, and some of you, you end up in two and three divorces because you got off to a bad start dating folk that God has already forbidden. Some of you are dating too early. You're 13 years old talking about I'm in love. I say, boy, you better go learn how to count. <laughs> you can't read, can't write, can't conjugate a verb talking about I'm in love. You can't even spell love. Oh, God. Dating before the time. 20, out of 18 is too early. I'm going to scare some of y'all now. You say, 18? Yeah, that's too early. You just, you just begin to smell yourself. It's too early. You say, that's too, 18 too early? Yeah, too early. You say, why? You just getting out the house. You don't have a job. You're not mature. You just got grown. That's right. You still got some craziness in you? <laughs> oh, don't let me go on down the road. Too early. Wait. And you children who are 10, 13, 15, listen to me. Learn to grow up slowly. Hold on to your childhood as long as you can. If you're not paying a light bill or electric bill, you're not paying house note, you're not paying insurance, you in the best days of your life, receive it and love it. And obey. Have a great attitude. 
18. You go to go to school. Go get a trade. Have something to offer somebody, man. You're talking about dating somebody. You can't provide for them. You 18 years old. You can't provide for yourself. You would take somebody's daughter. The first thing that, that father want to know is how you going to take care of. Show me what you got. And some of them, excuse the English, don't got nothing. <laughs> oh God, I just, that's not written. The Lord just threw that in this spiritual caveat. <laughs> Before you date, you must set up non-negotiables such as not dating someone who is unsaved or being alone with the opposite sex, which could lead you into compromising situations. Anytime you get alone, 12 o'clock midnight, and y'all in that car by yourself, don't tell me everything's cool. You in the heat of the moment. Won't you say amen? Look how quiet it's getting. Some of you old folk too. You can't bring all these folk in the house being single, single parent. Every, every other week is a different man and your children looking at that. You're teaching them to do the same thing. I was at the funeral, I mean, well, uh, after hour at the house, and I was told this young couple, just nice and just as sweet. I just assumed they were married. I, the Lord just let me, let me ask them, um, well, how long y'all been married? Uh-oh, here it comes. We're not. I say, you're not? Pretty, this baby about four or five years old, running around just happy, they're holding them and doing I say, y'all not married. They're good-looking people. Uh, very skilled, very... Uh, I say, y'all not married? <laughs> and uh, the mama passed by, tell them, tell them. <laughs> Some other... I mean, you'd be surprised when you have a conversation. These ears were hearing way over, and they started gravitating around me, yeah. I said, well, you know... Why don't we do something about that right now? I, somebody said, well, here's my, I think the mama said, well, here's my ring. She took up wedding band off, and then I took my wedding band off, and I gave my wedding band to him, and the mama, somebody read it, hey, well, he, look, here's mine. He gave that to the girl, and I said, I'm the preacher, and the house is full of folk after this funeral, so everybody's here. Why don't we just have a wedding? Look at this beautiful child. You don't want to be, you don't want your child to grow up in a live-in relationship. You won't be sleeping together and don't have license. You get license to hunt, you get license for dogs, you get license to fish. Girl, you ought to have some dignity and let that man get some license for you. I took the ring back and we gave the rings back, but I wanted to, we wanted to make a vivid point. And they looked at each other, and they didn't know what to do. And they had never seen me before. But they will never forget me. (laughs) Oh, God. Help me with this. Dating someone who is unsaved or being alone with the opposite sex, which could lead lead you into a compromising situation or cause you to lose your Christian testimony. One example would be kissing. You say, we can't kiss when we're dating. Keep your lips off of her. You say, you legalistic. No, I'm trying to help you. Now, you know when you start, listen. Okay, y'all listening now. I don't have to say listen. A peck on the cheek. 
Now, that seems simple on the cheek. <laughs> a peck on the cheek can turn into passionate kissing, which can lead to lustful desires, loss of virginity, pregnancy, or even disease. It can start with a, a peck on the cheek. You must screen your music. You can't listen to all this cop-killing stuff, degrading of women. That stuff get all down in your spirit and you start treating women according to what you're hearing. You're looking at cable television parents. Some of you parents are looking at stuff that's no good and your children is picking this stuff up and they're going to look at worse stuff than you have chosen for yourself as well as video games you play. All this murder and blood and wonder why people can kill and maim with no sense of consciousness. It's because of those games. You need to set boundaries on how much of your personal information you will share on social media. There needs to be some boundaries. There needs to be some boundaries. You're putting yourself on the worldwide internet and it's seen all over in Japan and Germany and Korea and Africa. Girl, don't you show no part of your body to a man. And then he get mad at you and show your nakedness. That's perversion. And it comes back to haunt you. Don't act a fool on the internet talking about look at this. And then when it's time for you to get a job, they do a search and see your foolishness and you don't get hired. That stuff stay in there. You will put, listen, you need to put boundaries on alcohol. How much alcohol you will assume. Now y'all will say, man, I'm not on pornography. I, 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 I ain't doing all that stuff he talking about. Let me talk about alcohol. Say alcohol. Ooh, I, I got to say something now. Now listen. The Bible warns about seductive and the destructive nature of alcohol. Okay? The Bible warns about the nature of alcohol. For the scripture says, I want everybody with the Bible to turn to Proverbs 20, verse 1. Everybody with, with the Bible to turn to Proverbs 20, verse 1. I want you to see this so you can see I'm not making this up. If you, listen, it's in the Bible. And then I want you to turn to Proverbs 23, 29 to 35. We're going to deal with the subject of alcohol. alcohol. Let me help y'all out. Some of y'all have gotten um, too comfortable. Okay, y'all got it? Okay. Look what it says. Wine is a marker, strong drink is a brawler. And whoever is led astray by it is not wise. Alcohol, out of proportion, can make a fool out of you. Proverbs 23, you're getting quiet now, I know. With your wine coolers and all that, that's okay. Okay. <laughs> Proverbs 23, 29 to 35. Proverbs 23, 29 to 35, it also says, who has anguish? Who has sorrow? Who is always fighting? You know, alcohol make you fight. Who is always complaining? Oh, that's why she's a complainer. He's a complainer. Alcohol make you complain. Who has unnecessary bruises? Who has bloodshot eyes? It is one who spend long hours in the taverns. 
trying out new drinks. Some of you trying out, you make, you're making your own concoctions. Okay? Don't gaze at the wine, seeing how red it is, how it sparkles in the cup. Looks so pretty. How smoothly it goes down. Ah. For in the end, it bites like a poisonous snake. It stings like a viper. You will see hallucinations. Hey, you, you upside down. And you will say crazy things. You will even stagger like a sailor tossed at sea, clinging to a swaying mast. And you will say, they hit me, but I didn't feel it. You know, when people come in there, since they've been all beat up and didn't know they were in a fight. I didn't even know it when they beat me up. In other words, I was so drunk, I didn't know I was beat up. When will I wake up so I can look for another drink? <laughs> now, I want to say something before you get too nervous. Even The Bible does not forbid drinking of alcohol. I can't find a passage in here. I used to be hardline legalistic and say, don't drink at all. You have committed the court no sin. But I had to back up as I matured up. That's why you be patient. There's some things I said 30 years ago I don't say now because I learned better. And hopefully you learn better too as you grow. So don't just look at me like you're not growing. Even here, okay? Even though the Bible does not forbid alcohol, it warns about its devastating effects. Now let me just give you some things. Alcohol is a billion-dollar business. People drink when they rise up in the morning, they drink at lunch, and they drink at happy hour. They drink before they go to bed at night, they drink when they're happy, they drink when they're depressed, they drink when they're angry, they drink when the loved one dies, they drink when they have problems, they drink when they celebrate Christmas, they drink for major holidays, and they drink for special occasions, they drink for accomplishment. Let's have a beer. Let's have a cause. Let's have whiskey. Whiskey, whiskey. I get on the airport, attender, give me a drink. Man, when I get in that, on that plane, give me a prayer. <laughs> I don't want to go down drunk. <laughs> I'm almost done. I know y'all said, who heard me get through? I'm almost done. While most people can drink socially and don't become alcoholics, others gradually increase the amount of alcohol they consume until, they're getting, until their drinking gets out of control. Still, others have a genetic predisposition to alcohol and quickly lose control. Nationally recognized family counselor Doris Weil Helmering recommends we pay attention to the following signs your tolerance for alcohol is increasing. Well, one drink relaxed you in the past, now it takes two or three. Here's another sign. You drink every day. Another sign. You've been thinking about cutting down on how much you drink, but never do. Another sign. 
You, you are beginning to drink more when you're alone. Another sign, your spouse or friends remark that you're drinking more than usual. Another sign, you control your drinking during the week but binge on the weekend. Alcoholism can affect every aspect and even alcohol, just to say alcohol, can affect every aspect of your life from your personal relationships to your job and your health. Long-term overuse can have devastating effects such as, you know what alcohol can do? Stop trying to lose weight with alcohol. It brings weight gain and you can have an adverse effect. It has an adverse effect on almost every organ in your body, including your brain, your heart, and your liver, alcohol. Be warned, never go back and engage in that which God has delivered you from, lest you become re-enslaved and your latter state becomes worse than your first. Some of you have been delivered from it, now you're going back and taste it. it. It takes you back into enslavement. Never revisit something that has, that has been to your detriment in the past. It can also, alcohol can also damage your Christian testimony and cause your children to stumble. You got all that stuff in your fridge and on shelves and all this and your kids looking at you having a good time and then you turn around, they, they kill somebody in the car because they couldn't control it even though the parent could. You let them into drinking by what was in that fridge or on the shelf. Scripture says, listen, in Romans 14, 21, it is good neither to eat meat or drink wine, nor do anything by which your brother stumbles or offended or else is made weak. 1 Corinthians 8, 13 says, therefore, if food makes your brother to stumble or if alcohol or anything you're doing causes your brother to stumble, I will never again eat meat lest my brother stumble. 1 Corinthians 8, 9 says, but beware lest somehow this liberty of yours, your freedom that you have, yes, you have freedom to drink, but this liberty of yours can become a stumbling block to those who are weak. You don't know who has been uh, delivered and them seeing you do it caused them to go back into it and you led them even unknowingly. Now look how quiet it's gotten. I'm gonna tell you something else. If your spouse is uncomfortable with your drinking alcohol in the home, then you must abstain. You must honor your spouse. Some of you need to establish boundaries. You say, but I don't, I don't drink. Ooh, get them, God. Sick them, pastor. Sick them. Sick them. I don't drink. I, 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 I just drink water. Okay. Uh, sure. Sure, but I'm going to mess with you a little bit. Some of you need to establish boundaries with your eating habits and non-alcoholic drinks as well. For example, y'all going there, you saying soda, you're right. For example, sugary drinks such as sodas. It's not alcohol, it's soda. You won't get drunk, but it's soda. That's right, you won't get crazy in the head, but it's soda. Sodas can do as much harm to heart health 
as junk food, according to new research out of Harvard University, as little as one soda, say one soda, one soda a day increases the risk of heart attacks by 35% and stroke by 16%. Sugar increases the risk of type 2 diabetes, a major risk factor for cardiovascular disease. Refuse to live on the edge. Some of you, you get close to the edge without yielding to sin. I have a scripture for you. Write this down. Proverbs 25, 28a. It says, a person without self-control. A person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. I say it again. A person without self-control is like a what? A city with broken down walls. You say, what, what does that mean? If there are no walls in your life, which are boundaries, then there is no protection for you, which means that anything can come in or out of your life with nothing to stop it. If there are no walls, no boundaries, then anything can come in and come out of your life because there's not a wall. There's not a boundary. So you let anything in, anything out, and you end up in a mess. And you know what these boundaries, I can't call them all. I can't deal with all the issues, but I've made the point. Finally, but not the least. If you're going to achieve great things in your life, you must refuse to live a life of unfaithfulness. Say unfaithfulness. If you're going to achieve great things in your life, you must refuse to live a life of what? Unfaithfulness. That means you need to have regular church attendance. You need to be punctual when you're coming to church. Now, if you're late, don't say, well, I'm not on time. Pastor Draper going to see me coming in late. No, some worship in God's house with God's people is better than none. If you get here late, don't turn around. Some of you are unfaithful in Bible reading and praying and tithing, giving 10% to the Lord of your income. Some of you are unfaithful in giving excellence and quality in the ministry. Some of you at the ministry fair tables, but you're not being, your leadership and you're not being faithful. God only blesses faithfulness. I'm gonna tell you something perhaps you've never thought of, but write this down. Unfaithfulness is a sin which leads to divine chastening by God. We know pornography is a sin, homemongering is a sin, gossip and lying is a sin. We can call those, oh, I, oh, 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 that sign is. But lip, unfaithfulness is a what? Sin, and you are subject to be divinely chased by God Himself. You say, show me. Okay. First Chronicles chapter 10, verse 13a says, so Saul died for his unfaithfulness, which he had committed against the Lord because he did not keep the word of the Lord. Saul's unfaithfulness killed him. Wow. I repeat, Saul's unfaithfulness killed him. My friend, how faithful are you as we start the ministry fair, as we sign up for ministries, as we make commitments before the Lord? Revelation 2.10b also says, be faithful unto death and I will give you a crown of life. My friend, it should be our goal to finish well. Finish well. This may be our last year on earth. We need to make it count and we need to finish well. Let me tell you something. As I conclude, I say this to you. Listen, we're too close 
to being with Jesus to turn back now. Listen, we've gone so long in this life and the years and the decades have come and we've gone bald, our hair has turned gray unless you've dyed it. We've been serving the Lord a long time, but I'm not tired yet and I've gone too far to turn back now. It is my desire at my age to finish well. All God's children said, oh God, I I know this message was packed with lots of insights. I know many saints choked at certain points of the message. Lord, I pray, give us a new beginning. You brought us here to hear this message. You want us to be committed to a church. You, you want us to have membership in the church. You want us to step it up. You don't accept excuses. You only are honored by faithfulness. Oh, God, give us a heart that longs to do more for you. The Word of God tells us that there is no salvation in any other or anything except Jesus Christ, the only name under heaven by which we must be saved. We can and many do live victoriously through obedient faith in our Lord and Savior. In Him alone, we are redeemed and forgiven. He is the way, the truth, and the life. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas or call us at 210-821-5683. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Throughout the Bible, we are reminded of the immeasurable gifts God has given us. One of those gifts is the miraculous gift of motherhood. The Maranatha Bible Church family invites you to join us on Mother's Day, Sunday, May 14th at 10 a.m. as we thank God and honor all mothers during our Mother's Day worship celebration. Come and be blessed as we praise God together on this special day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.